Prince Andrew. Please don't sue me. I don't have royal family money. It's time for What You Should Read, the podcast all about the titles you need. Join three book lovers and a guest as they cover all the best new titles to enjoy with your tea. I have that, but I haven't read it yet. Hi, I'm Julia. I'm Rachel. And I'm Kelly. And this is What You Should Read, the podcast where we should all over our books. And we are now part of the Stolen Dress Entertainment Podcast Network. Welcome, everyone. We are excited to kick off our summer season. And just so everyone knows, we're going to start moving to a every other week posting schedule. Um, So there may be some bonus episodes thrown in here and there, but um, with summertime coming and people having things going on, we are just sort of slowing down our, our recording and posting schedule probably won't be permanent. So fear not, but just bear with us. And we hope you'll stick around for a slower summer season. Yes. And we also need more time to read. Right. (laughs) I think it's a big thing. Or in my, in my case, time to say that we are reading, but actually spending time on our phone. (laughs) You know, maybe we should do Barrel slump check <laughs> first this week. I know that's not normal for us, but I'm really Kelly. I want to check in. How's this? What's what's going on? Well, I mean, we we do what we want. We can do anything at any time. Uh, which is to say that my slump is continuing. <laughs> um, I'm I'm reading, and I finished a book this week, but it was a book that I loved, and it still took me about a week a week to read it. Right. So what what book are you reading now? Or did you, or that you just finished? Uh, I just finished, I kissed Cheryl Wheeler by Casey McQuiston. And it was so good. Uh, they have a hundred percent success rate with me now. And I have loved each book more than the book before it. So absolutely recommend this book. Great. Uh, Rachel, same question to you, kind of a combo slump check slash what are you reading this week? Um. So my slump is better but still you know not up to my regular reading rate which is fine I'm currently reading when women were dragons um and it's so good that was one of my most anticipated for May and it's perfect like everybody needs to read it it's so good um and I like it because it's like you know, a narrative novel, but like interspersed with little like fake articles and um, like literate, like um, papers, like scholarly articles about like dragoning and things that have happened throughout the history. And it's, it's great. Um, so I'm reading that. I'm not currently listening to an audio book. I took a break from the two towers Um because it was like two hours of tree beard, just like talking. And I'm like, dude, you talk slow. <laughs> so I took a little break from the two towers, but I'll go back to it. I did listen to book lovers by Emily Henry and it is perfect. Oh, it's a perfect book. It's so cute. Um, yeah. Highly recommend. So yeah, not doing too bad. Good. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm in a slump, although I am taking a long time to read the book I'm reading, but that's not 
slump related. It's just life related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm almost finished with once, twice, three times in Ashling, which is the third book in the, oh my God, what a complete Ashling series. I don't remember if I was reading it the last time we recorded. You might've still been reading the second one. Okay. Oh. I had just finished the second one. I don't oh, know. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. So I'm definitely not in a slump. I'm just reading a little slower, but I'm also, I, I started listening to a lady for a Duke um, by Alexis Hall, which is so good so far. It's a Regency romance with a trans main character. And it's just, it's, it's so good so far. Um, if you love Bridgerton, I think you should definitely, definitely pick this up. Um, um, and exciting news. If you're interested in this book, it actually publishes today, May 24th. So you can get it now. And I, I've only read a, a few of the first chapters, but so far, so good, and I would highly recommend it. Maybe that needs to be my next audio book. Yeah. Get me back into it. The narrator is great. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I also have been way just, like, invested in what our mom is currently reading because she is reading The House in the Cerulean Sea on my recommendation. she w- We were on the plane. We're in Baltimore right now visiting Julia. And um, she was like, what should I read? Looking through her Kindle. And I was like, this one. <laughs> and she's loving it. Oh, my, mom, my mom has my old Kindle. So that has so many books on it, but she doesn't, she needs help on what she should read. Uh, luckily her daughters host a podcast called What You Should Read. So mm-hmm. it works out. It's, it's funny you say that because I also host a podcast called What You Should Read. What? And part of my slump is that I sometimes, if it goes on for long enough, I get paralyzed by choice and I don't know what to read next. Mm, yeah. And so what I've done is I've started sending pictures of choices to people. And I am actually also reading uh, When Women Were Dragons because I sent uh, pictures to my girlfriend, Susan, and she was like, read that one. And I'm like, yes, yes, I will. And I am two chapters in and I really like it so far. So great pick. Yay. Yay. Awesome. We're just going to get everyone to read that book. Yeah. I need to read it too. I'm, I have a gift card to my local bookstore. So I think I'm going to pick that up mm-hmm. this week. Good. But also what we have for the first time in a long time, we have book news. Woo. Yay. And uh, we have actually good book news and weird book news. So where, where do you guys like, want me to start? It was like, yay, the return of book news? Question, <laughs> question mark? <laughs> Let's start with the weird, not so good, not like bad, but kind of weird news. And then it's, the good it's news. definitely, yeah. Okay. So book Twitter has, and you know, it's, it's not as bad as it can be when I start. Well, well, book Twitter. <laughs> Um, but book Twitter is a little bit annoyed more than a little because we learned that one author who has already had books released that I don't think have done super well received. I, I don't even know how to say this normally. A 22 book deal. How is that? That's so many books. How, has that ever existed before? I don't think so. I mean, I feel like maybe Nora Roberts just has like an unlimited yeah. book deal, but <laughs> no, but you know, she has a, you know, she gets a new contract yeah. for like every three books or Probably. whatever, you yeah. know, like once a year, <laughs> why would she not negotiate yes. the contract whenever she wants? Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. So who's this author? <laughs> well, would, would you like to guess which <laughs> author would be worthy of a 22 book deal? I mean, Angie Thomas. Angie Thomas was, that's who I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's not Angie Thomas though. Sadly. It is not Angie Thomas, but I wouldn't um, want her. I wouldn't even want her to get that. I want her to be able to negotiate her contract. It's just a weird. Yeah. Like why 22 books? Right. Random. Random. Yeah. It is Sarah Ferguson, the former Duchess of York, who you may know as Fergie and who you actually may not know because this is so bitchy. I'm sorry. She really hasn't been relevant in a long time. Right. Yeah. yeah that's the thing. It's like, who has even thought? about her and like why would they invest so much in 22 books from her right has she published any books before and proven to be some sort of amazing author she published some children's books back when I was a child back when Diana was still alive so a long time ago and I mean really I think what people want is you know a tell-all thing about the royal family Ideally about her former husband, the pedophile, accused pedophile, Prince Andrew, mm. who has done a settlement. So I, I guess accused pedophile who settled Prince Andrew. Please don't sue me. I don't have royal family money. Um, but definitely she's definitely gonna... listening to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, one, the one active reader in the royal family is like, oh, we're going to get them. Um, <laughs> But I mean, she's not going to do that. She's not going to, I mean, they're, they're friends apparently. And so she's not going to try and take him down. She's not going to talk about William and Harry probably. And I think it's, I don't know. This whole thing is weird, Mm. Uh, but we don't have that long to wait because the first book is going to be out at the end of June and it's a young adult book. I know nothing else about it. Of course. Wow. And they didn't even say how much she got paid, but I would imagine quite a bit. I can't. It just is bonkers. Yeah. yeah. I really don't care enough about her to even investigate like what the books are about. Like yeah. I, I have no interest. They're going to be a series of why. I mean, hopefully people read them and like them. Mm-hmm. You know, I never want to wish a book ill. It's just weird. Right. It's, <sighs> it's just, it's just, it's, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just weird. Yeah. But why? <laughs> Let's get to some good book news. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. So you may remember the book Rodham that we all loved. It is going to be a TV series and they have cast uh, Hillary Clinton. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and it's at what? different parts of her life. Um, Dakota Fanning is going to be young Hillary Clinton and Claire Danes is going to be older, but still very young Hillary Clinton. Wow. I was just going to say, don't make me feel old. (laughs) Claire Danes is the young Hillary Clinton, right? (laughs) I mean, yes. And Dakota Fanning is the, you know, adorable child actress, Hillary Clinton. Yes, exactly. But, you know, no, like young and, you know, older young Hillary Clinton. Uh, Also, yeah. Yeah. Despite the my complicated feelings about Claire Danes ever since our uh, little women crossover episode with the movies and Emil guys. Um, I mean, I do think she's a good actress. She'll do a good job Mm -hmm. in the role, Um, but I'm excited for this. Yay. Adaptation. Same. And um, the person who is uh, like adapting it, she's writing, I think um, she also co-created and ran The Affair on Showtime and has done In Treatment, House of Cards, and How to Make It in America. And, oh. you know, so, I mean, it's a good pedigree and a good cast so far. What's nice. What streaming service will it be? I don't think it's said. I'm checking. Um, yeah, it's 
uh, 20th television, which I guess was Fox, uh, they're shopping it to streamers because Hulu passed on it, Hmm. which I feel like is a weird choice because Hulu is generally like, you know, please give me all your all your shows that were um, especially book book adaptations. (laughs) They're big on those, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe Netflix. Oh, have either of you been watching Heartstopper on Netflix? No, but I have not. It's so good. It's um, so it's adapted from Alice Oseman's graphic novel. And I just love the two main characters, these boys so much. It's about two boys falling in love and it's about these high school kids and it's a cast full of queer gay lesbian trans characters and it's the most sweetest funniest cutest thing ever if you just want like a dose of serotonin like watch it yeah yeah it's really well done I was surprised like because I've heard good things about the books I haven't read them but Mm -hmm. I was like just surprised at how well it's done yeah yeah I've I've heard really good things I am actually currently re-watching um girls five eva <laughs> Rachel and I watched short. the first two episodes Kelly it's so good so you good. you got us hooked so thank you <laughs> all right all right so now we're going to talk about our recent acquisitions which is where we talk about the books we've recently bought borrowed or been given Julia why don't you go first Okay, well, since Rachel's visiting this weekend, she's sitting right next to me and can see that I was frantically pulling up my book of the month page because I forgot to gather all my books for Mm -hmm. this segment. But I didn't, I was like, I do know that I bought books. Um, So I got my May book of the month and I purchased (laughs) um, Darling Girl by Liz Michelski, I think is how you pronounce it. And it's a Peter Pan reimagining um another darker one so i'm excited about that and then i also got marrying the ketchups by jennifer close um which just sounds like a really fun contemporary um fiction and then on audiobook on libro fm i got how to live safely in a science fictional universe by charles Yu. so libro fm did this really great quiz for uh, um, asian american and pacific islander heritage month and you could take a quiz and it's just like a few questions and it recommended a book for you and this one sounds awesome it's like a guy who is kind of like a like a safety officer for time travel and so like people can go back and try to fix their previous mistakes. Um, and he like, um, I guess he's like a, a time traveling repairman to help like <laughs> fix all the problems they create. Nice. Um, so it sounded funny and like right up my alley. Um, and then on audible, cause <laughs> yes, I still have both accounts. I, I have a problem. I got part of your world by Abby Jimenez, which, um, is a rom-com. It sounds very Hallmark movie, but I've heard, I heard so many great reviews of it on this book group that I'm in on Facebook and someone said the audiobook is really good. So I decided to roll the dice and use my credit for that. Nice. Yeah. Great. Kelly, what about you? Uh, well, I, I have continued trying to uh, buy my way out of my slump. Uh, so I got The Change by Kirsten Miller. Um, I got Miss Chloe by AJ Verdell, which is nonfiction about the author's friendship with Toni Morrison. Uh, I got the new Chris Bajalian, which is the lioness mm. um, save yourself by Carmen Esposito because she is Greta on a million little things. And I love her so much. Yeah. And apparently Carmen Esposito is also like very funny and very smart. And who knew? Because I live under a rock. <laughs> so we will see. Um, I got book lovers by Emily Henry. Cause I heard it's great. And family of liars by E Lockhart. Cause I loved, we were liars. 
Oh, yeah. I saw that came out. Cool. Please help me. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to do that before I started talking. (laughs) So my recent acquisitions, um, I also have to pull up my book of the month because I didn't bring them with me. Um, So I got The Cartographers by Peng Shepard, which was my add-on from book of the month this month. It sounds really good. It's like a daughter who her and her dad are both cartographers and um he works at like New York Public Library I think and and she was working with him but then she like kind of found something odd on a map and he was like don't don't discuss that and it was like some weird secret and then like mysteriously she gets fired or something and has to go work somewhere else and she and her dad have a falling out and then he dies and she like is cleaning out his office when she finds like all these mysterious maps again. And I think like there's some like, you know, mystery around how he dies and everything. So now she's like trying to figure it all out. So that sounds really good. Um, And then I also got Take My Hand by Dolan Perkins Valdez, which was my most, one of my most anticipated for April. It came out at the end of April, but it was the book of the month pick for May, which was really exciting. So I got that. I'm really excited to read it. I also took that AAPI quiz um, from LibroFM and they recommended Natalie Tan's Book of Luck and Fortune by Roselle Lim. And it's narrated by uh, Catherine Ho and it's about um, Natalie Tan. She, her mother dies and she returns home to San Francisco's Chinatown. Um, She and her mom had kind of been estranged before her death. Um, now she's finding out that her neighborhood is just like kind of dying off. A lot of families are moving out because their businesses are going under. And so she decides to try and like help the neighborhood. So it sounds really good. There's a romance and it just sounds like one of those cute little like. Yeah. You know, it sounds like um, Last Chance Library kind of vibes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm oh, excited good. for that. And then I also got some Kindle books. I got. When Women Were Dragons by Kelly Barnhill, which I'm reading right now and I'm loving. I did get um, Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel, which is her new one. But I also got The Glass Hotel, which I didn't have before, which was her second book. And I haven't read it yet. But friend of the podcast, Dr. Jeff Willis said, if you haven't read The Glass Hotel, he recommends read that before Sea of Tranquility. Mm. So I got that. Um, And yeah. Nice. Good call. Okay. So we are going to take a quick break. And when we return, we are doing a monster most anticipated episode. This is all the books for the summer that we are anticipating. So we're going to do a little bit more than we usually do, but it will be talking about the books we are looking forward to coming out in June, July, and August. So stick around and we'll be right back. It's time for what you should read. The podcast all about the titles you need. Join three books. Stolen Dress Entertainment proudly presents its new educational documentary series, The Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour Podcast. In it, you will learn such things as the origin of jelly. So he went home and did his dog in the cage. Yeah. Yes, you can take a guess at what he's put in the donut. The discovery of synthetic cheese. So along comes this little guy, whom we all know and love, just know actually, 
Wedgie, I can help you. Can you? Yes, I've got a solution. What is it? Synthetic cheese. Ta-da! And the brewing process of candy mead. I get like one of those giant microbrew things, right? Put it on the grudge. I fill it with like a 12 pack of Bud, Bud Light, throw in a bunch of candies and just leave it there for a year. Won't you join us every Monday at www.danandj.com? We learn you good. And we are back and it's summer, summer, summer time. Sorry. What song is that? Isn't it Will Smith? I don't know. Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff. Okay. Um, <laughs> welcome back. And we are talking about our summer most anticipated new releases. Um, so Kelly, why don't you go first? What's the first book you're anticipating for summer? Oh God, so many. Uh, okay. My first, I think, is um, Tracy Flick Can't Win by Tom Perota. It is a sequel to Election. Um, I don't know if you guys have read it or seen the movie, oh. but I I love both. And this is this is a sequel. And have have you read it or seen the movie? Mm-mm. No. Okay, so Reese Witherspoon plays Tracy Flick, mm-hmm. and it is it is old old school Reese Witherspoon. Nice. Um, kind of what would happen, I think, if it was Legally Blonde, and you you took Reese Witherspoon, but you made her the Selma Blair character instead. Oh, you know what? I think I did watch it a long time ago now that I'm thinking about it. I yeah. don't think I It's kind of dark. Very dark, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and my my favorite part of the movie is whenever Tracy Flick gets mad, you you hear like basically, it's almost like it's in her head, but it's music, but it's basically screaming. So you just see that she is silently raging while looking very calm and composed. Uh, And she's a high school person running for class president. But in this now uh, decades later, um, Tracy Flick is back (laughs) and now a grown up. And it's it's basically what happened with her life. And one of one of the things that happened when she was in high school is she had a thing with a teacher And it was, you know, presented at the time from her perspective as kind of like this big, you know, not really romance, but it was something that she she felt she had agency in. And now, of course, as a grown up who has had a little more reflection, she's like, was it though? (laughs) Right. Um, I always hear those stories. Like, I feel like I hear a lot of stories, especially from like people who went to high school in like the seventies of like, they married their teacher. Like it just, you know, yeah. yeah. It used, I think it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think too, um, part of it is, which I, I certainly over identify with she was someone who had a lot of potential and then maybe did not quite fulfill it. So if, if you had asked me before, like, what is Tracy Flick doing now? I would have thought like president or possibly dictator of a country when she overthrew (laughs) the actual leaders. Like that's what I would have expected. 
And what she actually is, is she is the assistant principal at a public high school in New Jersey. No. And I'm not, I'm not shaming her for that. That's, you know, it's, it's hard work. It's, it's good work, you know, molding, molding children, but it's, it's not what I would have thought. Mm. So it does sound good though. That sounds like a good book. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited and I would recommend reading and or watching the movie before doing it. So. Okay. Rachel, what is your first pick? Okay. My first pick is called woman of light and it is by, and my apologies for butchering the pronunciation of this name. Callie Fajardo Anstein. That is how it looks like it is supposed to be pronounced. So I'm going with it. Um, It is a multi-generational epic saga, which is what I love. Um, I'm shocked. (laughs) uh, It follows an indigenous Chicano family in the American West. um, And the author, um, she was a National Book Award finalist for her last book, Sabrina and Karina. So, and I haven't read that, so I'll have to check it out. But this one just sounds so good. Um, A transfixing novel about survival, family secrets, and love filled with an unforgettable cast of characters, all of whom are just as special, memorable, and complicated as our beloved heroine, Luz. So Luz is um, a tea leaf reader and laundress and left to fend for herself after her older brother, Diego, who's a snake charmer and factory worker, is run out of town by a violent white mob. Um, so she has to like navigate it's 1930s in Denver and she has to like figure out, you know, how to survive on her own. Um, and she begins to have visions. Um, so she's like envisioning like the past, um, like her indigenous homeland. Um, and it just kind of sounds like kind of not like magical, but maybe like enchanting a little bit um and just like you know it's historical fiction indigenous um multi-generational i'm super psyched and it comes out on sorry it comes out on june 7th so i don't have to wait long it's today oh yeah no this is coming out on the 24th oh yeah you're right i'll cut that out we're all messed up here on the podcast. Yeah. We are in a Jeremy Baramy situation. Yeah. I'll leave it in. Okay. Um, my first most anticipated is Flying Solo by Linda Holmes. This drops on June 14th from Valentine. So Linda Holmes wrote Evie Drake Starts Over, which I absolutely loved. And so this is her follow-up. I believe it's set in the same town as Evie Drake. Um, so that's fun. So uh, the main character is Lori. And she was supposed to get married. She's turning 40, but her wedding's canceled. So she's kind of like um, dealing with that. So she returns to her main hometown of Calcasset to handle the real estate of her great aunt Dot, who recently died. And she finds like all of these artifacts, like Polaroids and, and you know, some treasures. And then also a wooden duck, <laughs> which she's like, huh, this is odd. And then she finds a note that says, um, and anyway, if you're ever desperate, there are always ducks, darling, which she doesn't know what that means. But then um, I guess the duck goes missing, even though she was told it has no value. So then the book is kind of like 
a mystery trying to figure out like what's the significance of the duck who stole it blah 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 um so it sounds it sounds really fun i just loved every drake so much so i'm i've been really excited to to read this new one coming from linda holmes um so again that's flying solo by linda holmes Yay. <laughs> All right, Kelly, you're up again. What's your second most anticipated? Okay. Um, my second most anticipated is Thank You for Listening by Julia Whelan. Okay, good. I was I was really afraid you had that one. No, but I've, I, I'm excited to hear about this. Okay. So this is not at all a potential, you know, novel that's based on her actual life. It is a former actress turned successful audiobook narrator <laughs> who has uh, lost sight of her dreams and she wants to get back to them and she agrees to narrate one last romance novel. Aww. And uh, this sounds, and the character's name, I'm going to butcher this and I'm sorry, uh, Sawani Chester. And she she likes what she does because it gives her a really good work-life balance. Um, but also it's, it's really not, it's, it's not what she thought she would be doing basically. Like she wanted to be an actress and this is what ended up happening. And she ends up um, going to a book convention last minute and uh, spends the night with a stranger, which sounds fun. <laughs> And um, she basically ends up doing like the one last book. And of course, you know, a whole bunch of things happen, but I don't know. It just, it sounds really fun. And everyone is, everyone I know that has read it is like, this is, this is just an absolute delight of a book. It doesn't come out until August 2nd though. So we have to wait a long time. That sounds delightful. Yeah. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rachel, what's your second pick? Okay, so my second pick is called Tree Thieves, Crime and Survival in North America's Woods. It's a true crime uh, book, and it's by Lindsay Borgen. It comes out June 21st, and it is about the billion-dollar black market timber. Like, yeah. (laughs) So trees, very old trees, that are healthy and in good condition are extremely valuable and people steal them. And like, even just like a not so old, not so valuable tree. If like someone who doesn't quote own the property that it's on cuts it down, like will owe could owe you like a lot of money. So this is more about like an illegal timber market where people poach trees (laughs) and, um, it just, you know, I think she traces three cases, um, like three big cases. And, you know, she interviews tree poachers, law enforcement, forensic wood specialists, um, logging community residents, environmental activists. Um, there's something called an international timber cartel, which is amazing. So, (laughs) um, it just like, this fascinates me. I don't know why it just like sounds so interesting and um, I really want to read it. And then if it's good, I'll give it to our dad. Cause um, you know, he's, his background is in forestry and logging. So I think he would find it very interesting, but 
I just, I can't wait. I just like, this is the type of like nonfiction or crime novel, not novel, but like true crime book that just really excites me. So I'm looking forward to that. So once again, it is Tree Thieves, Crime and Survival in North America's Woods by Lindsay Borgen. Yeah, I was going to say dad should read that. Oh, totally. Okay. So my second pick is Acts of Violet by Margarita Montemore. This releases on July 5th from Flatiron. And Montemore wrote Una Out of Order, which I absolutely loved. It was one of my top five books that year. Um, And oh my God, it was so good. Um, So this is her follow-up novel. It sounds quite different from the first one, but it does sound really good. Um, It's about Violet Volk, um, and she is a magician, and she, 10 years ago, disappeared, like literally disappeared in the middle of an act. No one has seen or heard from her since. So she left behind a sister, Sasha, and Sasha also has a daughter named Quinn. Um, And Sasha just like can't seem to escape the shadow of her sister. I don't think they got along that well, um, but now like people are always kind of hounding her to like try to figure out what happened. Um, And then meanwhile, there's a podcaster named Cameron Frank, and he wants to get his big break in podcasting. (laughs) Uh, Good luck, buddy. (laughs) not as easy as it looks hope it's a true crime podcast Cameron well I think it is because it's all about like what happened to Violet right so he's trying to like hunt Sasha down to interview her and she's like leave me alone meanwhile her daughter's doing her own investigating because she idolizes her aunt um so (laughs) Sasha's just trying is like starting to uh, experience some sleepwalking episodes and some really unsettling things start happening and it's all leading back to Violet and so it sounds kind of mysterious. I don't like know. I have no idea like what would happen, but it sounds great. I'm definitely going to pick it up as soon as it comes out. So again, that is Acts of Violet by Margarita Montemore, July 5th from Flatiron. And I think this was one of my top five most anticipated of the year too. Um, Cause I just, I, I loved it out of order so much. Um, and I'm sure this one will be great too. Wow. Okay, Kelly, back over to you. What's your third pick? Okay. Uh, my third pick is A Girl's Guide to Love and Magic by Debbie Rigaud, which okay. I've been so excited for since she told us about it last year. And I have been waiting and it is finally almost here, except by almost here, I mean, not out till August. But, you know, <laughs> you've got a lot of August releases. That's good. It's not good. <laughs> I, want I mean, now. it's good because I have a lot of June, July. <laughs> um, but if you don't remember... It is about a teenage girl in Brooklyn, and it's so good. It sounds like there's a little bit of voodoo and like ghosts and kind of a possession, but it sounds like a love story. And everything I want, everything I want in the whole world. Simone Breaks All the Rules was so good. Yeah, this is going to be incredible. Yeah. I know it. And she's such a lovely person. Yeah. Like, seriously, if you love contemporary YA, like, pick up Debbie Rigaud's books. Like, mm-hmm. she's just great. Yeah. Okay, Rachel, your turn. Okay, so um, I am breaking from my normal sort of type of book and going with a collection of short stories. <gasps> Um, so this is called Night of the Living Res by Morgan Talty. 
And he is a member of the Penobscot Indian tribe, which is a, a tribe in um, Maine, Penobscot County, and um, also the tribe that my father-in-law is a member of. And he wrote a collection of short stories on what it means to be the Penobscot in the 21st century and what it means to live, to survive, and to persevere after tragedy. So there's 12 um, short stories and just like a, you know, quite a collection. And um, this is his, I think, debut. Yeah, it's his debut fiction. So um, it just sounds like it's going to be really interesting. Um a lot of, you know, uh, discussion of the consequences and merits of inheritance. Um, and I'm just really looking forward to it. So, yeah, I'm putting it on my Goodreads right now. I can, that sounds amazing. Thank you for telling me about that. It really does. I was wondering if you had it on your list. I haven't heard about it. So yeah. Who's the publisher? Tim Um, books. Yep. Cool. Okay, man, I am getting a lot more books on my to read list from this episode. (laughs) It happens. My next pick is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. This is releasing July 5th from Knopf. And Gabrielle Zevin wrote the story Life of A.J. Fickrey and Young Jane Young, both of which I absolutely loved. This sounds like it's going to be, though, tour de force. Like it sounds like it's going to be her best book yet. It has amazing early reviews and I have not been able to get a copy. <laughs> so I, I think it's going to make a big splash. Like if the reviews are anything to go by, it's going to be one of the biggest books of the year. Um, and it sounds different from her other books. And even though it's a lot about video games, I'm still really excited about it. So, um, there are, um, two friends, Sam and Sadie, They have been friends since childhood, and then they reconnect in college, and they collaborate on a new video game called Ichigo. And so overnight, the world is theirs. Not even 25 years old, Sam and Sadie are brilliant, successful, and rich, but these qualities won't protect them from their own creative ambitions or the betrayals of their heart. This is the copy from Goodreads. Um, so then I'm just going to read it because I don't know how even to explain this story, but it says spanning 30 years from Cambridge, Massachusetts to Venice Beach, California, and lands in between and far beyond Gabrielle Zevin's tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow is a dazzling and intricately imagined novel that examines the multifarious nature of identity, disability, failure, and the redemptive possibilities in play. And above all, our need to connect, to be loved and to love. Yes, it is a love story, but it is not one you have read before. And I'm just like, oh, I have chills. Um, And I guess like some scenes are written in second person. Some scenes are like in the video game itself. So it definitely sounds like a very different kind of book for her, but it just like every review I've read is just, they're just like, you need to read this book. It's not a quick read, but it's going to be one that will stick with you. Right. So I'm excited. Um, and yeah, so that's tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin, July 5th. That was almost one of mine, but I thought you might do it. So I was like, don't. Um, I just want to point out, did you did you read the blurbs this one has? John Green said, it's utterly brilliant. One of the best books I've ever read. Aaron Morgenstern, who did The Night Circus, called it a gem of a novel. Um, Tiari Jones, uh, who we love, 
who we love. Yes. Um, so our, our friend, Sharnay, Dr. Nay, you might want to get this too. Uh, Tiari Jones said, it's an exquisite love letter to life with all its rose gardens and minefields. And Rebecca Searle, who we love, uh, set. Sorry, I just got distracted by Fergie. Yeah, Fergie's in the in the frame. <laughs> uh, Rebecca Searle said, it's the sort of book that comes around once in a decade. She is one of our greatest living novelists. Yeah. So, you know, not not faint praise. <laughs> No, I mean, I think this is going to be like a big, make a big splash. So, yeah. um, and I'm excited for her because I've, I've loved her writing and I feel like people talk about her books, but I feel like she should be like, ah, you know, um, so this is great. Um, and uh, my, my next one is, <laughs> oh, oh, good. This is in June. So this is oh, yay. for me. <laughs> uh, American Royalty by Tracy Livesay, um, which is a it's a romance novel and it sounds like it's basically a kind of fictionalized harry and megan oh okay um but the prince prince jameson not harry (laughs) ends up falling for a rapper (laughs) uh danielle duchess nelson and they they somehow like they meet and they each, you know, realize that the other person is not what they thought. I mean, you, you know how romance novels go. You know what this is exactly going to be like. But it sounds really fun and cute and hot. And I want it. Sounds so good and like juicy and a great summer read. Yes. Yeah. All right, Rachel. Okay, my fourth pick is Forging Silver into Stars by Bridget Kemmerer. Um, She was a guest on our podcast and we love her books. So this is a new book, the start of a new series, um, but it is set in the same universe as her Curse So Dark and Lonely series. Um, And this one follows um, three characters. Um, The first one is... Tycho, who was a character in the Curse Breaker series. And then there's two other characters, new ones, um, Jax and Callan. And it it I don't actually know too much about it. I know there there's still issues with like the magic factions and like, you know, still shallow and, and everything. So it sounds like there's gonna be, you know, some fighting and some maybe some romance, which is, you know, Bridget's you know, sweet spot. And I'm just really looking forward to it. And hopefully we see our favorite characters from the Curse Breaker series and maybe some little babies running around. So Amara. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I'm really looking forward to that. And that comes out June 7th. So we don't have long to wait. So everybody get it now, pre-order it now. And Bridget, please come back on the podcast. We miss you. (laughs) I can't wait for that one too. I know we're kind of all anticipating that one. I'm sure we should all take the week off work and just hang out and read it. Cool. Together. I like it separately. Okay. Um, okay. My next pick is upgrade by Blake Crouch, which publishes publishes July 12th from Valentine. Um, Blake Crouch writes thrillers and I'm not normally a thriller person, but I am obsessed with his books. He wrote, Dark Matter, which is just one of my favorite books of all time. And also his book Recursion is also really good. So this is his new novel. And it's about 
um, human evolution. And so the main character's name is Logan Ramsey. And he one day just starts to feel a little different. He's not sure if something's up, but he's just like better able to concentrate. He feels a little sharper. He's doing things a little bit more efficiently. Um, and then eventually realizes like he's been like tampered with in some way to like be the next step in human evolution. So someone's testing on him. Um, so basically they've hacked his genome. Um, and there's a reason that he was picked. So I'm just like, ah, it sounds so classic Blake Crouch. Um, and I think his books are like the perfect summer read if you love thrillers. Um, and they, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Chris Holm writes these kind of books, you know, if you love science fiction-y type thrillers, um, definitely read anything that he has written. Um, but yeah, so that's Upgrade, July 12th. Cannot wait. Cool. Okay, last round. Kelly, what's your fifth pick? Okay, so my my last pick is Home Field Advantage by Dahlia Adler. I have I have liked her for a long time. This one sounds great. It is about this this cheerleader. Her name is Amber McLeod. And the her her football team that she cheers for the quarterback was killed in a car accident and she basically like the they are after dying got replaced by this this player jack walsh and it turns out that jack is actually a nickname for jacqueline not for john so the the other football players are super pissed that their quarterback is a girl the cheerleaders, for the most part, are super pissed that all their traditions have changed and that the dead quarterback has not only been replaced by a girl, but the girl is actually better than he was. Hmm. So Amber decides that she is going to help the cheerleaders take this quarterback down. But it turns out that Amber and Jack are kind of getting a thing. Ooh. And, you know, hopefully she picks the girl over the squad. Sounds really good. I don't like sports, but I'm willing to make an, an exception for this one. I love sports <laughs> stories, though. Like, I love books about sports. I love movies about sports. Absolutely. All right, Rachel, what's your last pick? Okay, my last pick is coming out June 14th. So another one we don't have to wait too long for. Mom's birthday. Yay. <laughs> um, and it is called Horse and it's by Geraldine Brooks, who is, of course, a... Pulitzer Prize winning novelist. She wrote Caleb's Crossing and other things. And um, this is her newest work. And it is based on a true story about uh, a famous like record setting thoroughbred horse. Um, and it follows three different characters, like in different times in history. So we um, are in Kentucky in 1850. We're in New York City in 1954. And we're in Washington, D.C. in 2019. So it follows these different people. Um, and they're all connected through this horse. And then it's, you know, um, its story and how it you know, lives on in, in history. Um, so there's science, there's, you know, romance or love, there's, um, you know, different things to reckon with in this book. So it just sounds so good. Um, and I can't wait. And I actually have an arc from NetGalley in waiting for me. So. Okay. My last pick is a prayer for the crown shy by Becky chambers. 
this release is July 12th from tour.com. Um, and this is the second in her new monk and robot series, which is a series of short novellas. Um, and the main character is sibling Dex, a tea monk of some renown, um, as well as Moss Cap, a robot sent on a quest to determine what humanity really needs. And they, um, you know, these books aren't really plot focused. They're more about the characters and about just like the state of being a human and like what it means to be human. And so the first book was just a lovely meditation on that. And the second, and the second one sounds like they will, um, travel into the villages and cities of the little moon they call home to continue to ask the question in a world where, where people have what they want, does having more even matter? Um, so I would highly recommend these books. If you are a science fiction fan that, you know, just if you've read Becky Chambers Wayfarer series, um, this is definitely different than that, but still has her signature voice and humor. Um, um, so if you love humorous science fiction with heart, I would definitely recommend this series. So it's prayer for the crown shy. The first one, um, was a Psalm for the wild built, um, by Becky chambers. Awesome. I need, I still need to read that first one. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm behind on everything always. <laughs> But that is our show. You can pre-order all of these books on Libro FM by using promo code What You Should Read, all one word. If you don't already have an account, get um, two for the price of one your first month. Yes, we all have an account by now, right? <laughs> I hope so. And you can follow us on social media, WISR underscore podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. You can email us at what you should read podcast at gmail.com. And please leave us a rating and a review wherever you, wherever you listen to podcasts. And now you know what you should read. You're welcome. It's time for what you should read. The podcast all about the titles you need. Join three book lovers and a guest as they cover all the best new titles to enjoy with your team.